1: the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast and our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Well, praise the Lord, folks. It's really, it's really great to be uh, meeting with you again on this beautiful Lord's Day. It's a beautiful day here in Eagle Pass, Texas. It's 74 degrees and bright, sunny skies. And uh, it just really, when you get outside and you, get, you smell the, uh, the the fresh air, it's just It's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling. It really lifts your spirits up. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys went to church today. I hope that when you went to church, your preacher was preaching from the good old King James Bible. And I hope that you walked out of church with a renewed love for the Word of God and a fresh burden for souls. It is imperative today that we look for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mentioned last week that, uh, you know, uh, as you watch things develop in the news, in the world, uh, in everything going on around us, you can't help but sense the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, if the Lord does choose to return this year, it could just be a few months away. Because the Bible does tell us and indicates that the rapture of the church will take place sometime in the spring. And, you know, springtime is right around the corner, so hopefully, believer, hopefully you're looking up and the Bible says, lift up your heads for your redemption, draweth nigh. It's coming. It's coming, folks. And I hope that we're all ready for it, and I hope that we won't be ashamed at His coming. Well, folks, today we're going to get into a really important subject. We're going to get into the subject of Jesus Christ. What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? And it's an extremely important question, and it's a question that you cannot be wrong on. Being wrong on that question has eternal consequences. So we must think about it. We're going to dwell on it, and we're going to examine that subject today. But Before we get into the message, I'm going to ask you to do two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get there, head over to our contact section, open up that little web form, and send me over a message. Let me know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, concerns that you might have, but also your prayer requests. I look forward to your prayer requests. I do. I tell you every week. Uh, I do look forward to getting them. I look forward to spending uh, my quiet time with the Lord and praying for you and praying for your needs. That's uh, extremely important for us to do that. The Bible tells us that we should do that. And it's something that uh, you get a real blessing out of. You really do. So uh, send over those prayer requests. And uh, that's also part of the reason why we go through prayer requests uh, at the uh, later part of the opening of the show. Because we're admonished to pray for one another, and we get blessings out of that. We're, to, we're supposed to share each other's burdens. So send those prayer requests over. Also, uh, if you don't like to use the web form, you could always email me directly uh, at info at com. That's info at com. Okay folks, also when you're on the website, the second thing I'd like you to do is to look for the support this podcast button and when you find it, would you uh, consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for 99 cents499 or 999 a month. Uh, you, could, you could also, if you can't commit to a monthly recurring contribution, uh, totally understandable. Uh, you could also make a one-time contribution. And to do that, you would find the WayGiver button, which is on our website as well. And you can click that, and you can make a one-time contribution. So why don't you do this? Why don't you pray about it? And if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, first of all, uh, before we get any further, you know, I always like to say thank you uh, to to everybody involved, uh, but first and foremost, I want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for, uh, first of all, for saving my wretched soul from an eternity in a burning hell, and uh, it's something that, uh, it was a decision that that I made 23 years ago, and uh, yeah, you know, I've had my ups and downs in my Christian walk in life, uh, I've had my... my I had my victories, my triumphs, I've had my setbacks and my failures. But uh, time and time again, the Lord Jesus Christ has proved himself faithful, even though my faithfulness may have slipped here or there, you know, and I may have done things and said things and thought things that I should not be considering in any way. But uh, the Lord does prove Himself faithful over and over and over again, and as many times as I failed Him, as as many times as He has come through for me, and if, if, and possibly even more. Uh, so I just want to say thank you to the Lord, and I also want to say thank you uh, to the Lord for allowing me this opportunity here to sit behind a microphone and to uh, to open up the Word of God with you guys, and to to study it and to and to talk about it and to share it and to uh, you know just just have fellowship around the Word of God. It's a real blessing. It really is a blessing for me to do this, and I'm very thankful for that. I also want to say thank you to uh, all of our supporters uh, that support us prayerfully. Thank you so much for your prayers. Your prayers uh, are an encouragement. Uh, I really appreciate getting those emails where you're telling me you're praying for me, the, the, the ministry, for my family, uh, for pretty much everything. Uh, it's really it's a blessing to get that. Thank you very, very much. It really and truly is an encouragement. I also want to say thank you to those of you who support us financially already. Uh, God bless you for it. Thank you so very, very much. Uh, because of your contributions, we're able to, uh, you know, get on the platforms that we're on, uh, expand our outreach, um, look at, uh, you know, again, we're, we're very close to purchasing those, those Bibles that we want to give away. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that, and your monthly contributions go to that, and that's a real blessing. And I also want to say thank you to all all, all well, basically all of our listeners, everybody who listens, whether you uh support us financially, whether you just pray for the ministry, pray for me. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to everything that we put out. Thank you so very very much. You know, our numbers are are up there. We're over 3,800 downloads. That's a that's a amazing number for me. It really is. We're we're on this is what this is show number fifty eight, man. I never expected to get to uh, to ten. To be honest with you, I thought this would fizzle out a long time ago, but it hasn't. You know, the God has God has blessed it and uh, and He's allowed this to continue and He's grown it, and I'm very thankful for that. And uh, I'm thankful because He brought you to listen, and uh, without you guys listening, we wouldn't be where we are today. You know, we are currently sitting at number one on Good Pods in uh, religion and spirituality, Christianity, uh, top 100 shows for the last two weeks now, and uh, also the uh, top one and two of the top 100 episodes on Good Pods. So we're on four different charts, and we're number one on all four charts, and that's because of you. Thank you so very, very much. Please. Please keep it going, and God bless you for it. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, would you please consider visiting us at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., And our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, you could always visit the church's Facebook page. All you need to do is just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you're there and once you've found it, you'll also find lots of helpful information, and you'll also find our podcast there as well. And uh, we are very thankful to the folks at First Baptist Church uh, for allowing us to post the uh, show on the church's facebook page. I uh, also want to say thank you to Pastor John Monk, my pastor, my friend, uh for all of his encouragement, for all of his support in the show. And uh and for just being uh an, an outstanding man of god and a pastor and preacher and uh and teacher. I mean, I've I've learned more under Pastor Monk since I've been there these just almost 2 years now uh than I have in several years of my Christian walk. So uh, it's been a real blessing and a privilege to be a part of that. And so again, just thank you to the folks at First Baptist, and thank you, uh, Brother Monk. But folks, wherever you're listening, wherever you're listening to our podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, folks, if you are not if you're listening on a platform that allows you to give a five-star rating, please consider giving us that five-star rating. The, the better the ratings we get, the more listens we get, the more downloads we get, the higher up in the search algorithms we find ourselves. So folks that are looking for a Bible study podcast, folks that are looking for uh, a show like ours, will find us. And uh, and that's how we're spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. We, make it, we try to make it as easy as to follow the gospel as possible. We try to make it as clear and concise as we can. Uh, so when you have your friends, your family, and your social media followers, uh, you know, and they're all downloading this and they're listening to it, we're getting them the gospel, and you're getting credit for that as well. So again, thanks, folks, and please continue to do so. All right, let's get a little water here, and then we'll go on to our announcements. All right. Well, just a couple of quick announcements here. Nothing, uh, nothing out of the usual. Just to remind you, for our Thursday night Bible study, we'll be uh, continuing at uh, seven p.m. Central Time, eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, and we have been going through the book of Second Timothy, and uh, we have been camped in Second Timothy chapter two now for almost six weeks. And uh, we're going to start bringing that chapter to a close and then finish out the rest of the book, and then we are going to move into the book of Revelation, which I am really excited to get into. So uh, Thursday evenings, 7 p.m. for our Thursday night Bible study, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Folks, on our website, don't forget to sign up for the Programming Announcements subscription. You can find that uh, sign-in. That sign up box on our website, sort of the And basically, all that is is uh, you sign up, and anytime we have a change in our programming, whether it's a time change or a, a day change, or if we're not going to have a show for whatever reason, uh, guests uh, that'll be on the show, uh, all of that will be contained in that programming announcement uh, email that you will get from us. Now, we're not selling your information. It doesn't go anywhere. It stays right here with me. And uh, I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to flood your mailbox with a bunch of stuff that you're really not interested in getting. So um, so head over to the to the website, Podcast.com, fill out that web form, and get on the mailing list because it is extremely important to stay in the know. All right, so this is January, and uh, we're excited. Next Sunday, the second Sunday of the month, we will be... Uh, highlighting one of our Christian missionaries that are serving in a foreign field and uh, really excited to do that looking forward to it just to you know share a little bit about uh, uh, the work that's going on out there and Lord willing if we if we're able to do it we will we're going to attempt to divert a small portion of our uh, monthly support uh, for this month to that particular min, uh, missionary. So uh, that'll be next Sunday, uh, right here on Sword of the Spirit Podcast at 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Eastern. Okay, uh, moving on down the list here. uh, Also on the website, uh, don't forget to check out our Sword Swag. At at the uh, Sword Swag tab, you'll be able to find our beautiful Sword of the Spirit Podcast coffee cups. Mm. And... um, You'll also find us, uh, you'll also find our, um, uh, (laughs) the word just flipped out of my head, T-shirts. That's what it is, yes, T-shirts, our Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts. Now, the uh, coffee cup will set you back for a $25 donation, and the T-shirts will be for a $35 donation. And what you can do is just uh, click on that little info button that's on the Sword Swag page. And uh, send me your mailing information. I will send you the link to uh, make your donation. And then once uh, once it's all been received, we will send that out to you right away. So uh, don't forget, com Sword Swag. Get yourself a cup. Get yourself a T-shirt for yourself, for your loved ones, for whoever. They're really nice. So, all right. Um, what else do we have here? Ah, yes. Ah, yes. The uh, Contra Radio Network. Well, what is the Contra Radio Network? Well, it's a podcast and a vidcast uh, for uh, folks that are interested in prepping, that are preppers, or that have a, an interest in politics. Uh, they have some excellent, excellent content, and you can find them at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. And uh, they do have some really good programming. I, I do try to listen to it at least once, sometimes twice a day. Um, I, uh, I'm, I really do like their political podcasts that they have. Uh, the David Knight Show, I'd recommend it. It's very good, very well done. Uh, it's a video. Uh, it's a vidcast, not a podcast necessarily. But it's very well done, and it's really good information on that. They also have some great prepping podcasts as well. And uh, I was never really interested in prepping, but after listening to some of these shows, um, I got the idea that it's kind of important to, to have some, th- some type of fallback, especially with the way things are going on right now. Um, you know, with the cost of food and, uh, uh, you know, all the problems, all these, uh, food manufacturing plants, uh, going offline for, you know, strange, you know, fires that just happen to break out. And, you know, so it's, Not necessarily a bad idea to to have a little bit of an emergency supply stacked up at home. Um, So that's definitely something you should uh, check out. It's something I've checked out, and it's something that I have recently started to do. So uh, check them out. Also, on the Contra Radio Network, you'll also find religious programming. You'll find spiritual programming, Christian programming like ours. Uh, You will find the Sword of the Spirit podcast broadcasting on the Contra Radio Network, as well. So, thank you for uh for checking us out on that network and thank you to those that listen to the network for uh for downloading our shows. Our numbers on that for downloads have been really very good, very solid, and uh I appreciate that. Thank you very very much. All right. Well, let's see. We have gone through everything but the prayer requests. We'll come to that in just a few minutes. So what we'll do, uh, as usual, we'll take our uh, first break of the afternoon, and when we come back from that, we will get into our prayer requests. All right, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to to, uh, like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. And, hey, smash that five-star review if you think we deserve it. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this. Don't go away.
0: You can find good pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
1: Back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we are about to get into our prayer list. Just going to take one second here to do one quick thing, and we will get into it. All right. Okay. All right, folks, so uh, if you are listening on Spreaker and uh, you can get into the, um, the uh, chat group, I would encourage you to do so. We, uh, we have a couple of guys in there right now that are just kind of hanging out, uh, but you do need to have a Spreaker account. So if you have a Spreaker account, you can go on to uh, either the web platform or uh, their mobile app, and you can jump right into that chat group. And if you have any prayer requests uh, uh, and you're in the chat group, please feel free to drop them on in there, and that would be perfectly fine. All right, so uh, we've had a couple of additions to the uh, prayer list for this, uh, for this week. Uh, we are still praying uh, for, for the needs for salvation. Uh, we are praying for uh, my mother, Diane. We're praying for my sister, Laura. We're praying for David up in New York City, and we're praying for Ferment. Uh, as well uh, so uh, we're going to pray for them uh, let's go to the Lord our Heavenly Father we want to thank you so much for the gift of salvation Lord we want to thank you that you uh, that you reached down from heaven Lord with that nail scarred hand and you pulled a wretched soul like mine out of the pit of hell and uh, Lord I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that and Lord you have put a burden on my heart to see folks get saved Lord uh, I thank you so much for that and Lord, I want to lift up today, I want to lift up my mom, Diane, for her salvation, Lord. I want to lift up my sister, Laura, for her salvation. Father, I'm thinking of David uh, in New York City. Uh, David, I've uh, witnessed to David many times over the years, and he's just keeps rejecting the gospel. But Lord, we can't give up. And uh, so we're praying for him today. We're praying that you open up an opportunity for someone to come across his path. And lead him to the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. We're also praying for uh, Fairman, uh for his salvation, Lord. Uh, he made a profession of faith uh, a number of years ago, but uh, there's some uncertainty there, and so, Lord, we're playing it safe. So we're having him on our list for salvation, and Father, we pray that you would use his his son Alex as a as a tool, as an instrument to uh, to lead him to Christ, and Father, we will thank you and we'll bless you for it for that incredibly important decision that they have to make on what will they do with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Father God, we thank you again, and we pray that uh, you would just just open up their hearts and open up their minds to the truth of the gospel, the simplicity of the gospel. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, and uh, going down our sick list, um, as always, we start with uh, Pastor Martin. Pastor Martin uh, is uh, my pastor's pastor and a good friend to me. Uh, pastor Martin is 89 years old, and he has a number of health uh, concerns. Uh, he has uh, heart troubles. He has uh, high blood pressure. He has eczema. He has uh, incredibly poor vision. And uh, today we were told that uh, that he's been feeling very weak. So we want to pray for Pastor Martin today. We also want to pray for uh, Mary Perez uh, Mary Perez is, uh, is battling cancer, and she's been on our prayer list now for a couple of weeks. And uh, we're thankful for that, the opportunity to pray for her. So we want to lift up Mary Perez. Uh, we want to pray for Diane, my mom, uh, who's struggling with uh, COPD and a number of other ailments. Uh, so we want to lift her up, and we want to pray that the Lord will give her comfort and peace and grace uh, and, 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 uh, and grace and the grace that she needs right now. We're also praying for my sister, Laura. Uh, she has a slipped disc in her back and waiting for her MRI results. Uh, we're also praying for uh, Bernice. Now, Bernice is a sister in our church, and she has been battling cancer for quite some time now. And uh, we're praying that the Lord would just touch her and just bring healing and that the treatments that she's going through uh, wouldn't have... Uh, have uh, such harsh effects on her. And we are thankful for her because no matter what she's going through, she always has a smile on her face. She's always happy. And uh, we're very thankful for her and for, for her husband, Adam, and uh, their whole family. Uh, we're also praying for Alan, who has uh, prostate cancer. And um, we mm-hmm. were informed that his surgery is scheduled for January the 17th. So so uh, he'll be... He'll be uh, undergoing surgery, so we're going to pray that the, uh, the surgeons will be able to remove the cancer and there wouldn't be any lasting effects afterwards. Uh, we are still praying for Janae as well. Janae uh, has some heart conditions that, uh, that she's been asking prayer for, and so uh, we continue to pray for her. Uh, Furman in the hospital with cancer, uh, we're still praying for, for him, and we're going to lift him up as well. Uh, we're praying uh, for Sharon Baldino, who has uh, who's has cancer as well, and uh, so we, we uh, we'll be praying for her. Uh, we'll also be praying for uh, Bernard Maurer, is uh, back on our sick list. Uh, if you remember, Bernard Maurer had back surgery uh, a few months back, and uh, apparently uh, there was an implant that was that was put in, and they're having a problem with the implant, so he's in some some considerable pain. So we're going to pray for, uh, pray for him as well. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you are the great physician. We want to thank you, Father God, that, that uh, you can reach out from heaven, you can touch our bodies, Lord, and you can bring healing, you can bring comfort. And Lord, we pray today specifically for all of those that are on our prayer list. We pray for Pastor Martin, for his heart condition, and for the, his vision, and for the weakness that he's going through right now. We're praying for Mary Perez uh, for uh, her struggle with cancer. We're praying for my mom, Diane, for her, um, for her uh, COPD and her other ailments. We're praying for my sister, Laura, for her slipped disc in her back, and we're praying for those good results from the MRI. We're praying for Bernice uh, for her cancer and for the treatments that she's, uh, that she's undergoing. We're praying for Alan for his prostate cancer and the surgery that's coming up January 17th, and we pray that, the Lord, that Lord, you would just guide the hands of the doctors and there wouldn't be any uh, long-term effects from the surgery. Uh, we're also praying, uh, Lord, for Janae, Janae, uh, for her heart issue, Lord. We, Lord, we lift her up to you. We ask her to just touch her body and bring healing. Uh, for Furman, Lord, we're also praying that you would just touch him as well in his battle with cancer. Uh, the same for Sharon Baldino, Lord. We lift her up to you today, and we ask you to touch her as well and bring healing and give uh, grace and mercy, Father. And, uh, Lord, we also want to pray for Bernard Maurer for, uh, for uh, his continued back pain as well, Lord. We just pray, Father God, that you would touch each and every one on this list, Lord, and that you would bring comfort, you bring, would bring peace, and you would bring healing. And, Father, we ask this all in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, uh, moving on down our list, uh, we are praying for my brother-in-law Jude for his contracting business up in New York, Robert C., uh, who is serving with the National Guard down on the border here in Eagle Pass, Uh, and for the uh, witnessing that he's been doing to uh, to his colleagues. Uh, we are praying for Angel and her pregnancy. We're praying for Alex, her husband. Uh, Isabella for her walk with the Lord. Jessica with her walk with the Lord. Uh, Alex Herrera for uh, his job and financial situation and caring for his dad. Uh, we're praying for Ulyssa, who is going through some uh, family uh, problems at this moment and uh, is in some distress. We're also praying for uh, for Jerry and Rebecca who are uh, in the Border Patrol training program down in New Mexico. And uh, we're praying for Philip, who is uh, going to be traveling uh, back to Bible school in the uh, next couple of days. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for each one of these folks on our prayer list today. Lord, we want to thank you for, uh, for, for, um, uh, for, for just having them reach out to us and to have us put them on our prayer list. And Father God, we just lift these folks up to you, Lord, we ask you, Father, just to, uh, to examine each one of their needs, Lord, and and answer those prayers according to your will, your perfect will for their lives. Uh, we, we're thinking about Jude and his business and Robert working on the border, uh, Angel uh, uh, with our pregnancy and her husband, Alex, and Isabella for her walk with the Lord, Jessica with her walk with the Lord, Alex with uh, his job and financial situation. Lord, we lift up Yulisa to you today as well. Lord, we just pray you bring comfort and peace there in her home and give them also clarity of thought, Father God, as they uh, determine what their next course of, action, course of action is going to be. Lord, uh, we also lift up Jerry and Rebecca in the Border Patrol training program down in New Mexico. And, uh, Lord, we uh, lift up Philip to you, who will be traveling back to Bible school, and we thank you for him. He's a, he's a great young man, and... Uh, Has a heart to serve the Lord, and we're thankful for that. And Father God, we just pray that you would cultivate that, and that you would use him in a mighty way. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name, Amen. Now we also have uh, all of our unspoken prayer requests. Um, These are prayer requests that uh, the person requesting it uh, either has, either is too personal to uh, to give out the details of it for prayer, but the Lord knows what those details are, so. Uh, we leave it with the Lord, or uh, maybe, you know, these could just be folks who can't find the right words to express whatever it is that's burdening their hearts. So on today's unspoken prayer list, we have uh, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, we have Mike Elizalde, and myself as well. So Heavenly Father, for these unspoken prayer requests, these unspoken needs of our heart, Father God, we pray that you would just examine our motives behind these needs, and Lord God, we pray that you would, um, you would of course, as always, answer those prayers according to your perfect will for our lives, and for your glory, and for the glory of your precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we'll thank you for it, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, we also want to pray uh, today for um, our, all of our local, state, and uh, federal elected officials, we also want to pray for our, uh, our uh, Border Patrol officers and agents that are working on the border to keep us safe, National Guard, law enforcement as well. And Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for those that are in service, Lord. We want to thank you for the Border Patrol agents and officers, the National Guardsmen, the law enforcement officers working on the border uh, to keep us safe. Father, we, we're thankful for them. We're thankful for their service, and Lord, we pray that you would protect them as they, as they perform the duties that you've called them to do. We also want to thank you, Lord, for all of our, all of our federal, state, and local elected officials, uh, the new Congress that was uh, seated uh, just in the last couple of days. Uh, Lord, we want to thank you uh, that, uh, that you are still our God, Lord, that, that the United States of America is still somewhat of a Christian nation. And, Father God, we just pray that you would just, just con- please continue to bless us, Lord, chasten us where it's necessary, but, Lord, also in your mercy. Uh, have, have that mercy on us, Father God. And uh, Lord, we just want to thank you um, for, uh, for all of your blessings, all of the tremendous blessings you pour out upon us. Lord, I ask you just to uh, bless the rest of the service this morning, and we'll thank you again in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, folks, if you have any prayer requests, don't forget to email them to us. You could do that by using the web form on com, or you could always email me directly at info, at Podcast.com. All right, so we don't have any listener questions uh, for today, no birthdays to announce, at least not that I know of. And uh, so with that, what we'll do is we'll take our next break, and it's a short one, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, grab yourself a cup of coffee or maybe a bottle of water. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into today's message, What Think Ye of Christ? What Think Ye of Christ. So stay with us, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Hit that five-star review if you can, and uh, we'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast, folks. Uh, and as you know when you hear that, that it's time to open up our Bibles and uh, get to studying the precious Word of God, our King James Bibles. So folks, this, this afternoon I'd like you to take your Bibles and uh, turn over to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, Matthew chapter 22. We're going to be uh, getting into our study today of What Think Ye of Christ? What Think Ye of Christ? Matthew chapter 22, beginning in verse 41, the Bible says, While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He saith unto them, how then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word, neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Let's pray. Our blessed and gracious Heavenly Father, This day, we are considering your scripture. We're not here to consult theologians or the philosophers or the psychologists or the educators. Lord, we're here today to hear from you. I pray, Lord, that this preacher would be a vessel in the hand of your Holy Spirit. God, would you hide me behind the cross of Calvary? Would you anoint this message because of the precious shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? Lord, our dearest desire, our greatest desire, O Lord, is that the Son of Man who came to seek and to save that which was lost will be acknowledged, might be lifted up, and might be recognized for who he is and what he can do. And we'll thank you in Jesus' blessed name. Amen and amen. So Jesus asks this question in verse 42. What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? Now, folks, this is one question you you have to be right on. You can be wrong on questions of life. You can debate a lot of questions eternally, and it really won't matter in the big picture. You know, we like to debate, you know, things like, you know, who makes the better pickup, you know, who makes the, the better SUV. You know, you have Ford people, you have Dodge people, you have Chevy people. But in the big scheme of things, what does it really matter what does it really matter? People say, you know, um, I drive a Toyota or I drive a Honda, you know. But in the big scheme of things, what does it really matter? Really, what does it matter? Do you know how many arguments and debates take place over simple little things like, uh, uh, you know, a tablecloth at a birthday party that, uh, or, uh, or or whether or not you should have uh, Coca Cola as opposed to Pepsi, or Big Red as opposed to you know whatever. Uh, but in the big scheme of things, what does it really matter? You know, maybe there are no right or there maybe there is no right or wrong about the car you drive or the color of a tablecloth. But I'll tell you, there is one question in life that you had better get right, and that question is, "What think ye of Christ?" You better get that one right. A few days after Jesus asked that question, do you know what happened? Well, they crucified him. They nailed him to a cross, and yet he rose again, and he's still asking the same question. What think ye of Christ? This question is a challenge to thought. And think, How many tragedies are there in life because people just don't sit down and think? How many tragedies take place daily on the freeways of America because people didn't think before they put the alcohol in their mouth? The greatest tragedy that will ever beset your eternal soul will be if you don't think about what think ye of Christ. Now for a moment, just an introduction, let's think of the thing negatively. And what I mean by that is, by what the question is not. All right? You follow? What does it not say? Well, it does not say, what think ye of God? Now, isn't that interesting? That's not the question. It's not, what think ye of God, because in reality, just about everyone believes in a God somewhere. The Bible says the devils believe and tremble, doesn't it? So a lot of people think they're covered under that umbrella of uh, intellectual assent. Oh, I believe in God. You know, I I believe in a supreme being. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's not the question. The question is, what think ye of Christ? It's not what think ye of the church. Now, frankly and honestly, I think a lot of the church. You know, not just the church that I go to. Uh, I think, a lot of the idea of the church, because it's God's idea, and you find that in the Bible. But folks, that's not the question. If you think salvation's in a church, you're addressing the wrong question. Salvation isn't in a church. The question is, what think ye of Christ? The question isn't what do you think of the hypocrites? That's not the issue. And I was visiting a church uh, a few years ago, and uh, I was with the pastor of that church, and he got a phone call from a lady who didn't even attend his church, and she really got on him about some of the members of the church, and you know, she told him in, in absolute, unabated terms that they were all hypocrites. And uh, he said, really? And she said, yes, your church must be full of hypocrites. He said, Well, it certainly is, but there's always room for one more. Why don't you come down why not you come on over and pay us a visit? <laughs> you know. Now I find in reality we're all a little hypocritical somewhere. Isn't that right? And that's just reality. We all are. We, we we're all a little hypocritical somewhere in our lives. But folks, that's not the question. The question is not what think ye of the hypocrites? You know, my friend said to me once, I'm not going to church It's full of hypocrites. Well, you know what? So is Target. But that doesn't slow you down, does it? No. (laughs) No. And, and, And the question also isn't, what think ye of the preacher? You know, thank God for that. Even though I'm sure everyone has an opinion. You know, some say I'm too loud. Some say I go too long. But you see, that's not the question either the question is what think ye of christ that's the real issue that's before us today nor is the question amazingly enough and this is this is a real boomerang in this you know be kind to yourself society that we live in it's not what think ye of yourself it's not what think ye of yourself that isn't the question you know how many people salvation rests in themselves? How many? Honestly, and quite frankly, I wouldn't have a chance if it rested in me. I'm glad the question is not, what think ye of yourself? It's, what do you think of Jesus Christ? Nor is the question, what think ye of Christ as a good man? That's not the question. You know, Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. Judas said, I have betrayed innocent blood. The centurion who was responsible for his crucifixion said, Truly, this, wa- this was a righteous man. Was Jesus Christ a good man? Well, he certainly was. And as we're about to discover, the best. But that's not the question. What think ye? of Christ. It's not what think ye of Christ as an example. That's not the question. As a prophet or as a teacher, the question is what think ye of Christ? When we really concentrate our attention on the subject and the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, we as Bible believing people have a tendency, and rightly so, to gravitate our attention primarily to his deity. You know, the Bible says that that he was God, manifest in the flesh. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. The Scripture is absolutely resplendent with examples and illustrations of how you cannot separate Jesus Christ and the Father. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then, 14 verses later, the Word was made manifest. Manifest how? In the personage of Jesus Christ, so we concentrate on the deity of Christ, and we should. He's the God who became man for a very particular and precise reason. But today, I want to look at another element of it. Not so much the deity of Christ, although we do, although we do not seek in any way, shape, or form to um, diminish or denigrate that but rather to exalt that. Today, I'd like us for the next few moments to consider his humanity, the human side of Jesus Christ. Was he truly the best man that ever lived? I believe so, and I'd like to show you that briefly in the Scriptures. What is a good man? What is the best man? Turn with me right now over to the book of Mark. That's just one book ahead, so if you're in Matthew, just uh, go to your right, and you'll come to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. We're going to be introduced to a phrase which is kind of fascinating here, okay? Uh, Mark chapter 10, and in verse 45, it says, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. The Son of Man. Now, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Jesus frequently refers to himself as the Son of Man, and on other occasions he referred to himself as the Son of God. Is that an illustration of his humanity and his deity? Yeah, it is. But it's also more than that. The Son of Man finds its roots all the way back in the Old Testament book of Ezekiel. We learn that it has, a, it has a, uh, a Jewish application and is a Jewish term. He introduces himself to Israel by calling himself the Son of Man and revealing himself to Israel as their Messiah Redeemer. He's the Son of Man. We also learn from that that he has a, a human side. He has a human element. Now, if you're having a difficult time grasping that, let me just digress and try to explain it to you from a simple biological set of terms. Okay? The Bible teaches us that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. Now, why is that important? Why is it necessary for Jesus Christ to be born of a virgin? Now, interestingly, medical science tells us that you get half of your chromosomes from your mom and half of your chromosomes from your dad. That's 23 from each making a total of 46. That's why when you have a baby and one side of the family comes up to the hospital and says he looks just like his father, and then the other side comes up and says he looks just like his mother. Well, what that is is a combination of that genetic pool. But, interestingly, medical science says that the father dictates the blood of the child. That's one of the reasons why in a paternity suit it's admissible evidence in court to submit a blood test from the father to determine if he is or is not the father of the child. Now, some of you might be sitting there thinking, well, I'm not so sure about that. Well, okay, hold on. Check Howell's textbook of physiology. You can also check William's textbook of of obstetrics, and you can get them in the library. They're available. Okay? Now, if that's true, just hang on with me now. We'll get get back to the message in, in a second. Just hang with me here. If Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, where did he get his blood? Where did he get his blood? There's only one source. He had to get it from God. That's why Acts chapter 20, verse 28 calls it God's blood. So now, the blood that flows through his veins is of a divine origin. It's of a divine source. It's not Adamic like yours and mine. Where did I get my blood? I got it from dad, my dad. Where did he get his? From his dad. And then that thing goes all the way back. Your family tree goes all the way back to the same place my family tree goes all the way back to. It goes back to a man named Adam. We all go back to the same place. Adam. We got our bloodline from Adam. Jesus Christ had to break out from that bloodline so he could save us by his blood. Consequently, he's, he's of a divine source. And yet Mary, his human mother, gave him a human body. So he is the God-man. He's the Son of Man, and at the same time, he's the Son of God. So what we're trying to do today is examine the humanity of Jesus Christ. You know, you, you come into my house, okay, where, where I live right now. You come into my house, and uh, there, are, there are parts of this house that I really love, you know. Uh, I have my study— you know, where I have my setup here for the show and I have my books and my bookcases. I have, you know, I have in, in my closet, I have my baseball caps and, you know, I have, uh, I have, I have hanging up in the closet and I have my, my, my hockey jerseys, my football, baseball jerseys all around, you know? Uh, and then in between all that, you know, is stuff, you know, just stuff, you know, like, uh, uh, like the, the pictures on the wall, um, Um, the, the scented candles, (laughs) the, you know, you you go into the, into the front room where, where my wife would be setting up all of her makeup and her clothes. And, you know, you, do you know what all that stuff is? That's, that's a, a welding together of two different personalities. That's what that is you know so somebody may ask is, you know is your house contemporary colonial early american no it's his and hers man that's what it is it's his and hers it's a whole different ball game but do you know what the lord did you know what the lord did he said i'm going to weld humanity together with deity i'm going to call him my son the son of man to prove his humanity and the son of god to prove his deity so now let's study for a, for a few brief moments the humanity of Jesus Christ i want to show you in my opinion and i hope that you come to the same conclusion that he was the best man that ever lived mark chapter 10 and verse 45 mark chapter 10 verse 45 for even the son of man came not to be ministered unto but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many so the first thing that i observe about the manhood of jesus christ is that he was a provider not a receiver. It says he came to minister to, not be ministered unto. Now as the owner of everything, the Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He can lay claim to every deed and title to every piece of real estate that he walked on. He can lay claim to any deed and title on anything he saw or observed and yet the Bible says that he was willing uh, that he willingly accepted privation. The foxes of the ground have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not a place to lay his head. He came to be a provider, not a receiver. That's part of manhood. I will rise to the occasion to be a provider for my family. In 1997, it was revealed that for the the 15 years previous to that, a gentleman by the name of Charles Fenney had secretly given away $600 million and put in an additional $3.5 billion into his into his two charities so that it could be proffered later. Only after all those years did he confess to his good deeds. He did it because he sold a chain of duty-free shops that made so much money for him. So furtive had Fenny been about his philanthropy that very few photos of him were available. Most of his beneficiaries, which include such entities as Cornell University, Operation Smile, and so on, didn't even know the source of their donation. Folks, this man has given away a total, in total, $4 billion. But you know what's interesting about it? He doesn't own a house. Doesn't own a car. So you would have to say, that's a good man. That's a real good man. But don't, but don't feel sorry for the guy. I mean, he's not broke. He did keep five million. <laughs> so that's about one-tenth of one percent of what he gave away. Now, by anybody's standard, you'd have to say that that's an exceptional man. But I can only think of one better in the giving department. Jesus Christ could lay claim to all of it, all of it. And he kept none of it. Not five million dollars not even five cents. The foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, the Son of Man hath not a place to lay his head. He came as a provider, not a receiver. Look with me over in Mark chapter 9, if you would. Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9 and verse 2. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John and leadeth them up into an high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias for he wist not what to say, for they were so afraid. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him. And suddenly, when they had looked round about, they saw no man any anymore save Jesus only with them. And as they came down from the mountain, he charged them that they should tell no man what things they had seen, till the Son of Man were risen from the dead. So the second thing that I would like to submit to you is this. Jesus is a good man, the best man, because he did not seek his own glory. Now, I want you to ponder that just momentarily. This incredibly significant occasion, Jesus takes with him the very heart, the very core of the disciples, the CEOs of the company, if you please, Peter, James, and John. He takes them up to a high mountain, and all of a sudden, the most miraculous thing takes place before their eyes. Jesus is transfigured. Now, by that, the Scripture means that he assumed a heavenly appearance. And then all of a sudden, there are these two ancient saints that appeared side by side with him, Moses and Elijah. And these disciples are just totally blown away by the whole thing. So much so that Peter, who who always has something to say, didn't know what to say. So he finally says, maybe we should build three tabernacles, one for each of you, you know? (laughs) I mean, they're just blown away by this whole thing. And don't you know what's racing through their minds? They can't wait to get down the mountain and and get to the other disciples and say, hey, Andrew, you won't believe this. Hey, Philip, hey, Bartholomew, man, you you have to hear this. And then tell everyone they can and everyone they can come into contact with, you can't believe what we just saw. Jesus assumed a heavenly appearance and then all of these things we heard a voice that came straight out of heaven and and, and said that this is my beloved son. He received the endorsement of not only two of the two greatest prophets in Israel's history, but he received the endorsement from the voice of God himself. Then Jesus bursts the whole bubble and says, don't tell anybody. I mean, surely the scripture is right when it says he made himself of no reputation. I mean, is there not something about you, your past accomplishments, your, your children, your grandchildren that you would like people to know about? How willing are you to make yourself of no reputation? Is there something in you that you want people to know about? Where you're from, your past, your accomplishments, where you work? your kids, your grandkids, and so on. You know what I'm saying? There's probably some of that in all of us. But you see, Jesus Christ made himself of no reputation. He didn't seek his own glory. And that makes him a better man than me. That makes him a far better man than me. And I suspect a better man than you. Has anybody ever heard of Booker T. Washington? I'm sure you have. Booker T. Washington was a a famous African-American educator. Let me tell you a little story about Booker T. Washington. After Booker T. Washington took charge of the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama, he was walking in town when he was stopped by a wealthy white woman. And she asked him if, if he would like to earn a few dollars by chopping wood for her. Now, here's a guy who's the president of the university, And she says, Would you like to come to my house and chop wood for me? Since he had no pressing business on hand, Professor Washington smiled and followed her to her house and proceeded to perform the humble chore. Recognizing him, a servant girl of the house revealed to her mistress his true identity. The next morning, the embarrassed woman went to his office and apologized profusely, saying, I didn't know it was you that I had put to work. He replied, Madam, it is all right. Occasionally, I enjoy a little manual labor. Besides, it's always a delight to do something for a friend. And do you know what I call that? I call that genuine humility. But you see, not long after that, she showed her admiration by persuading several of her, several of her wealthy acquaintances to donate tens of thousands of dollars to the Tuskegee Institute. He received lots and lots of money. The only thing that Jesus Christ received was being crucified. Was Booker T. Washington a good man? You bet. You bet. Jesus Christ, a better man. That's not all. Look with me over in Mark 8. Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8 and verse 3. 31. And he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and of the scribes and be killed and after 3 days rise again. And he spake that he spake that saying openly and Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples he rebuked Peter saying get thee behind me Satan for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Now I learn I learned here that Jesus Christ is the Son of Man, now within the context being called the Son of Man, that he was willing to suffer to accomplish his mission. He was willing to suffer to accomplish his mission. History is complete with stories of men and women who have... Um, set their eyes, and, and fixed them on a particular thing, and they were determined to see it through and accomplish the thing. Let me tell you about one guy. He was a missionary, and his name was Adniram Judson. He was a renowned missionary to Burma. He, un- he endured untold hardships, trying to reach the lost for Christ, and after seven heartbreaking years where he suffered hunger and privation, He was thrown into a local prison and for 17 months was subjected to incredible mistreatment. As a result of that, for the rest of his life, he carried the ugly scars and marks from the chains and the iron shackles that he was cruelly bound in. Undaunted and immediately upon his release, he asked for permission from the sovereign of Burma at that time to go into another province where he might resume preaching the gospel. And here's what that godless ruler said. Indignantly, he denied the request, saying, My people are not fools enough to listen to what, that, what this missionary might say, but I fear they might be impressed by your scars and turn to your religion. Oh, yeah. There's a guy that would not be turned away from his goal to preach the gospel to the Burmese people. What a man, right? A good man, one of the best. Was Adoniram Judson a good man? Oh, absolutely, yes. But Jesus Christ is better. He was willing to lose fellowship with the Father and bear the sins of the whole world. He knew betrayal. He knew betrayal to the extent that no one else could ever comprehend. The question is, what think ye of Christ? What think ye of Christ? He was willing to suffer anything to accomplish his mission. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon here at this point, and when we come back, we'll uh, continue on. We'll be continuing on. I have two more things that I'd like to bring to your attention, your attention, and we'll get to those as soon as we get back from this break. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Hit that five-star review. Check out the chat group over in Spreaker, and uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Hey folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and we've been studying today uh, the subject of what think ye of Christ. And we've been talking about how uh, Jesus Christ was not only a good man, uh, he was the best man, the best of men in his humanity. And uh, we say that you know he was willing to suffer anything to accomplish his mission. Now, folks, I have just two more things that I'd like to quickly bring to your attention. So would you take your Bibles and turn over to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. So, folks, the question is not, what think ye of the church? Not, what think ye of the hypocrites? Not even, what think ye of yourself? The question is, what think ye of Christ? Now, I could give you a theological dissertation on the deity of Christ, But I would like for you, if you would, just concentrate on who is the best man. The next thing that I observe of him is that he would not fold under pressure. He would not fold under pressure. Now, I like that. I do. I mean, I like to read about war heroes. I admire military heroes. And I'm sure that, you know... um, uh i'm sure that there are there are uh stories of really heroic deeds that took place that were accomplished in all of the conflicts that we've been in over the over the years and years and years and you know as they come to fruition as they come to light you know i'm going to be anxious to see that collection and i'm going to be anxious to read some of those things you know, I've read a lot about the heroic deeds of Americans in the past from, you know, Vietnam, Korea, World War, World War II, World War I, and, you know, predating all of that. You can't help to acknowledge and say, I'll tip my hat to that. That's a good man or a good woman. It's incredible what some are willing to do when they, when they refuse to fold under pressure. Would you consider with me momentarily Jesus Christ? Matthew chapter 26, and verse 59. Matthew 26, verse 59. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At the last came two false witnesses. So they finally found two liars that they could pay. They finally found two liars that would take some money and lie about Jesus Christ. And they said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and he said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses against these? What Witness? What is it which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace, and the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Now, there lies in every one of us a latent desire to defend ourselves. Isn't that true? When we're the object of the accuser, there's something within us that says, I have to defend myself. The Bible says that Jesus stood as sheep before his shearers and opened not his mouth. If anyone had a defense prepared mentally, it was him. Time and time and time again, the best lawyers, debaters, and philosophers in the land were sent up against him. And every single time, he shut them down with no more than five or six sentences. And they dared, in our text, to ask him no questions anymore. Yet on this apex of all circumstances, when he could have defended himself, when he could have shut the mouth of the high priest and all those who were his adversaries, this is all he said. Verse 64. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see, now watch it, the Son of Man, there's our phrase, sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Wow, man, I bet that lit their Roman candle, right? Then the high priest rent his clothes, so he's having a fit. He rent his clothes, saying, he hath spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? Well, he asked the wrong question. The question is, What think ye of Christ? They answered and said, He is guilty of death. And they spit in his face and they buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ. Who is he that smote thee? Wow. Wow. And he didn't fold under pressure. You talk about pressure. Not only is it the adversaries in the human form that are against him, but the very demons of hell that are dancing on the balcony of the palace that are assaulting him with every fiery dart at their disposal. And he didn't fold under pressure. You have to appreciate good men and women that don't fold under pressure. You have to appreciate a good story like that. There was an old Methodist preacher of yesteryear. In fact, he was was the founder of the Methodist movement. His name was John Wesley. Now, if you know anything about John Wesley, please understand what I'm about to say, okay? He had a horrible wife. She was horrible. She would go to meetings where he was preaching and stand outside and yell at the people, don't listen to him, he's a liar. She tormented him constantly. Interestingly, though, he attributed most of his success to his wife. Do you know what he said? He said, my wife has kept me on my knees, and whatever success God has given me in my preaching has been due to prayer. That's a good man, a better man than I am, and a better man than most of you are. That's a good man right there, but I can tell you of one that's better. What think ye of Christ? What think ye of Christ? The question is not what think ye of John Wesley, and then finally, let's go to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And this is our last point uh, for today. Matthew chapter 24. And in, let's look in verse number... Where am I? Matthew 24 and verse number 29. Matthew 24, verse 20, Verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be taken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So finally, he returns as the ultimate warrior. He returns as the ultimate warrior. Now, I don't care what video game you play, you need to consider the ultimate warrior. You have to read the Old Testament. You need to read about some of these guys. Did you ever read about Samson? Samson, he got the jawbone of a donkey one time and killed about a zillion Philistines. I mean, there are some tremendous warrior stories in the Bible, but none of them, none of them can match Jesus Christ. Now, some of our liberal friends, they create a very convoluted and very twisted conception of our Savior. You know, they kind of present him as this uh, toast, watered-down individual who. You know, kind of flopped around, you know there, and and always just spoke in the nicest terms, and was so kind to everybody. Isn't that how he's presented? I mean, I've seen the movies about Christ, but never one time in any of those uh, movies is there a, a representation of Jesus Christ fashioning the whip and marching into the temple and driving out the money changers. Never one time have I heard them talk about the time when the crowd literally pressed him to the edge of a cliff. And they were going to throw him down to the rocks below and watch his demise. And all of a sudden, he spoke not a word, but his piercing eyes looked through them. And they separated like the walls of the Red Sea, and he marched right on through. My Bible says that he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. You see, the first appearance of Jesus Christ, when he walked and trolled the dusty shores of Galilee, he came primarily in his humility. And we only get little glimpses here and there of that warrior spirit. But my Bible says God is a man of war. He came in his humility. Why? Why? He came not to create war, but to die for our sins. He came to willingly be a sacrifice in my place, to be a substitute for me, to be my propitiation. But one day when he returns, oh boy, my Bible declares that he's not coming in his humanity but he's coming in his glory. I mean, can't you see it now? I mean, look with me over in the book of Revelation. Look with me over in the book of Revelation, chapter 19. I mean, man, you look at the book, you look at Revelation 19, and this will even make a Presbyterian shout. It'll make a Methodist jump the pews, make a Baptist talk in tongues. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, and I saw heaven opened, and I and behold, a white horse and him that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean." Now, you might think this is someone's crazy figment of imagination, but folks, this is going to happen. And I've got my horse reserved in a stable in heaven. Verse 15, And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords, May I ask you, what think ye of Christ? What think ye of Christ? We've tried to concentrate on his humanity. We've looked at a few men that uh, we could say unequivocally that are good men. Adoniram Judson, a good man. Booker T. Washington, a good man. Charles Fenney, a good man. Historians could reveal thousands of others that we could say, good man. But there's one, there's one that stands head and shoulders above them all. There's one that sought not his own glory, not even a hint of it. He was willing to suffer whatever it took to accomplish his mission. He wouldn't fold under pressure. He's a provider, not a receiver. The thing he wants to provide you with is salvation for your eternal soul. So you might be asking, what do I have to do to get it? Just ask him for it. Just ask him for it, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know, a lot of people say, I know I need to be saved. I know I need to deal with with the sin issue of my own heart and my life. But, you know, what are people going to think of me if I receive Jesus Christ? You know, what is my husband going to say? What is my wife going to say? What is my mom going to say? Accept the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and receive him. You know your own heart. You can con your wife. You can con your husband. You can con your boss. You can con your mother. Well, that's kind of tough. Say, God, save me and forgive me. Jesus died for you, for you. Why? Because he's the best man that ever lived. But not only that, but because he's the son of God, and it was God's blood that flowed through his veins. God said it's efficacious. Now, that's a theological word, and that just means that it has the capability of forgiving everything you've ever done. That means it's the only blood on the planet that can clean you up. Are you willing to trust Him now? What think ye of Christ? Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your precious, perfect Son the Lord Jesus Christ. The very best of men. The very best man to ever walk the face of this planet. Father, I pray today that if there is any under the sound of my voice that have struggled with that question, what think ye of Christ, that today you would have used this message to enlighten them, to open them up to their need for salvation and that, Lord, today would be the day that they accept that perfect, simple gift through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Well, folks, that will just about do it for today's Sermon Sunday broadcast. Folks, I hope you got a real blessing out of this. I sure did. And uh, I, 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 I received some rebuke through it, through the study and the preparation for it for myself. And, uh, folks, I just want to uh, just, just pray for you that, that, really, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't have him as your Savior, today needs to be the day. Just ask him for it, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's that simple. It's that easy. It's not a church. It's not a religion. It's not a cookie. It's not a confessional. It's not a saint. It's not Mary. It's nothing. Salvation is the totally free gift provided to you by the God of heaven through the perfect sinless blood of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. All you need to do is accept it. That's all there is to it, folks. That's all there is to it. Well, folks, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of this today. I hope you really did get a blessing out of it. Head over to com. Send us over a message through the contact form or info at com. Look for that support this podcast button. And if you can, help us out with a monthly contribution or a one-time contribution. Until I see you Thursday, Lord willing, God bless you. Win the lost at all costs. Take care.